Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. Welcome, you guys. This is Jojo Rankin and Corey Rankin, your host of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we believe that families matter and that all of us matter. Um, we believe that we can help businesses and marriages become stronger by saving your marriage. We help entrepreneurs keep their business by saving their marriage. We have been foster parents for about eight years and have a lot of children. We've had 30 kids over the years and currently have five kids that have taught us a lot of interesting facts and amazing things to build our marriage. And we have been married for 12 years. So with this podcast, we will bring you a, no- a lot of knowledge that will allow you to strengthen your marriage and strengthen your business between the content that we share and the special guests that we'll have on this podcast. Frequently, you'll have the tools you need to strengthen your business and your marriage. Our hope is to help you have the strength and the guidance to not only strengthen your family, but to strengthen your business as you grow as an individual and as a couple to be able to become great parents and to give back to the community and to the world by having the, the business and the marriage that can change the world. So we met through my brother-in-law. He was his friend. And then also we started fostering. So we had been married for, I don't know how many years, but we had started fostering when we moved to um, Las Vegas to go to grad school. Four years into our marriage. Four year, Was it four years? Four years into our marriage, we started fostering and we had kids in and out of our home consistently, which was huge turmoil on our marriage and turmoil, obviously, when you're consistently having change going on and, you know, there's no consistency. So we had to sit down and develop like, how are we going to be a couple and like be amazing for these kids that need us when there's constantly kids staying and leaving. I mean, you could have a kid for 18 hours to a kid to a couple of years. So it just kind of depends while you're trying to build stability and amazing, you know, relationship with them. Well, to back up even sooner than the four years of our marriage, foster care has been a part of our life for a long time. My aunt has four kids and three of her four were adopted through Clark County Foster Care, which is where we are here in Vegas. But also, the job that I had before we moved out to Vegas was at a care facility for disabled adults. And we had a lot of foster children in and out of that program, too. And our ability to provide structure and get these individuals, these kids, these teenagers to a level that they were thriving and they started to develop. And so I saw that the good that we did with structure through foster care. And so it's been a part of our life for even longer than the time that we've been foster parents. And with that, that's kind of our journey of foster care, but we started our marriage journey of marriage coaching because that's always been a passion of mine. I've always 
loved like watching couples and stuff. And I never actually wanted to get married growing up. But as I, um, I, I always just loved like helping couples and giving that like the tools to help strengthen relationships. And it wasn't until a few years ago, we had a tragedy happen and we saw families destroyed before our eyes. And at that moment, I was, I came home from work and I was crying to my husband, telling him, crying to Corey, telling him like what had happened and how I felt. And at that moment, I got a very strong impression. I'm positive from God, from God that my mission in life was to help families. And at that moment, I thought, how? Like, I'm, I'm already trying to do marriage and family studies. Like, I'm already a foster mom. Like, what do you want me to do? And then a couple of years later, we um, got the impression to start the business. But back up a little, and a, about a year or two, uh, probably a year after this tragedy, Corey and I were faced with a really hard time in our, in our relationship slash just in our home. We had we'd been fostering one of our now sons. We have four boys and one little cute girl who's very, very girly, but we had been fostering our little boy and he wasn't like any other child we had ever fostered before. He was probably our, I don't know, 22nd, maybe 25th foster child. I don't know. He wasn't like any other child we had ever met. Like he was very, very depressed. Well, and, and this challenge was difficult because we had already had three yeah. children. I was in grad school, she was working full time and we felt already that we were at our limits, but we felt that God was calling us to do more. And so we brought this little boy at 16 months old into our home. And he, like Joe just said, he was depressed and it was a very, very tough three weeks that put a lot of strain on our marriage. And because we were able to overcome those three weeks of really, really rough times for us between the two of us and between the kids. And it was just a lot of commotion in our home and Georgia will share why. Yeah. And I mean, no, like a lot of you guys may be thinking like three weeks, that no, that's nothing. But if you think about it, like turmoil can be consistent no matter how long it lasts. But with that, he was just depressed and he was constantly crying, constantly crying. But we had for children. So it wasn't like we could give just one-on-one -on -one attention consistently. And he didn't want it. Like he required so many resources because he was depressed and he could talk, but he wouldn't talk to us. He cried constantly and it was really hard. And I remember one night I just sat down with Corey and I was like, we got it. We got to figure something out because we are not going to ever turn our back on one of these children. Mm -hmm. And like, we felt strongly we needed to take him into our home. So we knew he was meant to be in our home, but he was very difficult and we love him to death now. Like he's one of our four boys and he's, <laughs> he's amazing and he's not depressed anymore. And he's like, he's thriving and he talks great and he's doesn't have any resources anymore because he's, he feels comfortable. We were able to discover what our family needed, but on top of that, we figured out how to communicate to each other on a different level and talk, communicate with our children, which I feel like a many, many couples come to us with the same issue that, you know, communication is hard and it changes over time. And it, it, there's so many different levels to communication, but we were able to kind of develop a framework to help our family. And we've seen it help hundreds of other families as we, as the years have gone by of us developing this framework to help couples. And this journey, this experience becomes important to our journey because we now understand how important it is to communicate, but we also understand that the smallest thing can be a ginormous wedge in a relationship to produce conflict or disrupt the overall flow of the communication. And when we say that this 
little boy was depressed and he cried frequently. If he was not eating or sleeping, he was crying. Mm -hmm. There was nothing we could do to stop it. There was no hugs. There was no attention. He would grab a car and isolate himself in the corner and just cry and cry and cry. And finally, after three weeks of a lot of love, a lot of attention, everything we could possibly pour into this little boy, he started to open up. He started to feel safe. And the reason this becomes important is because he had never felt safe before. He came into a home at 16 months with a mother that was a heavy drug user. He was on the streets when he came into foster care. He had zero stability. He had zero love. At 16 months, he had never experienced how to be loved before. He was living a life of high guard emotion, not knowing how to protect himself, not, ha not knowing how to have that safety and comfort. And when you have a scenario like that, as a 16-month-old little child, he can communicate, but he's so afraid that he would not open his mouth. We could not understand what he needed. He wouldn't accept love. Usually as a foster parent, it was a difficult transition to have kids enter our home initially because it was transition. It was transition. It was scary. It was different. But for this, it was different. The strain that the crying put on our relationship, we failed to communicate effectively. We got very frustrated with us and as the crying continued frequently the contention in our home was at a high it was very high between Jojo and I between the kids our younger kids were like wondering if we made a mistake just because they they weren't used to the crying they too were were upset their schedules were impacted because we literally no exaggeration crying from day and night Wow. morning to evening. I serious when I say this, no exaggeration that if he was not eating or sleeping, he was crying. And he was only sleeping very little at night because his body was so worn out, he didn't have anything else to do. But it was three weeks of straight crying. And that crying would be enough to make anybody break. But as Jojo said, we were committed to each other, but we're committed to this little boy. We felt an obligation that anyone that enters our home needs the love that we can provide for them at a very high level. That's Eventually, amazing. we broke down those walls with the love that he needed. And because we learned to love him at a very deeper level than ever before, our love for each other has increased. We now have the ability to overcome any obstacle, and we will because we know life is hard. We know that there's nothing that can come in between us at this point. If that didn't break us up, nothing will, because that was literally like a wedge, pounding and pounding and pounding, yeah, and there was nothing we could do. And I really struggle with crying and out of control, things like that. It, that's my, my weakness as a father. It just, I really get frustrated with that. And for three weeks, I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sleeping in grad school, and it was a mess. Yeah. It was, wow. it was awful. That's our purpose with this podcast is because we've learned to love at such a deep level. We want to share with you how you can get that love at a deep level with your spouse. As you, as things are well at home, things can be well in the business. As things are struggling and are painful at home, there's going to be a struggle and it's going to be painful in the business. But we, you can have both. You can have a thriving business and you can have a thriving marriage, but you can also have a thriving business because you put 
your family second. First. You, no, you put your family second. At the expense of your family, it can lead to major tragedies. <laughs> and we have this podcast because we want families to stay together. We want children raised in a two-parent household through foster care. Our experience and firsthand knowledge of children being, families being destroyed because the parents split up, because they didn't know their father. Right. Is yeah. the reason that we need to do this podcast so we can keep families together. As we strengthen marriages, we will strengthen businesses and we will strengthen families. And right. as the family unit is strong, we will have the strength to overcome any trial. We know that the world is in tough times. It's only going to get worse. Life is not easy, but it's easier when you have a strong partner. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.